This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Now, you really want to have this one? It would have been nice going at the winning, especially coming off that Denver win on Saturday, mm-hmm. which was very impressive, Gordon. That was an impressive That was a great win. win. Absolutely. I heard you guys talking about it afterwards. We had a lot of folks who were very – and see, that that's the roller coaster that's, that's – I was talking yesterday, Gordon, about the life of a fan. We'll get to the calls in a second. We'll move the rewatchable movie bracket unveiling to 1130 to give you guys some more chance to vent. Because uh, Gordon and I sense that we may have to get the white jackets here. Yeah. The people that, you know, is this this nagged at some Might have folks. to get the white jackets with the long sleeves for some of them, you know? <laughs> with the belt that goes across. Yes. <laughs> uh, and he was talking about the, the emotions of fans, right, Gordon? This one tonight, it's a roller coaster, right? You, you're you like, what is going on? You're quiet. You're like, what is happening? What? And then they come back late. Gordon, they take the lead in the mm. fourth quarter. Yeah. And you're saying, okay, whew, we could just hold on to this. We'll be okay. It's not our best performance, but you know, but there's a guy that I talk to a lot of so many people. And I was talking yesterday going about how many people we are privileged to meet over the years mm-hmm. in covering sports. We go back and we, it's great relationships. And he said to me a couple of weeks ago, this is the time of the year where teams who are a desperate and have nothing to play for ruin <laughs> teams fighting for playoff positions. The last 10, 11 games. Knicks did it last season because they had nothing to play for when Ovi Toppin was making people think he was, you know, a 20-point scorer every night. Yeah. And he was going to be that way, and we still don't know what he really is. And this this happened kind of to the Knicks tonight, even though, once again, this is a Minnesota team that's fighting for a playoff spot. So having lost three of their last four, they desperately needed this win tonight. And they were fighting and scratching and clawing for this. Uh, Spike mentioned the loss in double overtime by Philly. Uh, you know, Charlotte beats Indiana, and Charlotte's going nowhere. And they beat Indiana, who's on the outside, still trying to maybe think they possibly have a shot at, at a play-in spot. So this is what you have to guard guard against if you're a team fighting for a playoff spot or trying to move playoff position. Teams who have nothing to play for are loose, they're comfortable, and they'll, they'll get you if you're not ready to play. Yeah, you know what the thing is? I think what the thing is the most frustrating outside of the fact of, of Randall's game is that as a Nick fan, you kind of feel like we should be past this, mm-hmm. right? Like at home against the team. Yes, I understand they're desperate, but they're basically a 500 team. That's right. And, and, you, and you fall behind early, but you overcome it. You have a lead in the fourth quarter. And uh, then, you know, kind of the roof caves in. So I think that that's the disappointing part of it because, you know, the Knicks now, their ceiling is a whole lot higher than I thought it was going to be, right? Mm -hmm. Beating Boston, beating the Heat, beating Denver last time out. But then you have performances like this where the team, you know, not just a a team that's 500, a team playing without the two best players. That's right. And, And you're at home and you kind of felt like that was starting to get pointed in the right direction after some of the, the losses earlier this year. So just, yeah, disappointing uh, across the board. I think dis- it, it's more than – I don't know the right word, but it's more than disappointing, this performance tonight. Unbelievable. Frustrating. I wouldn't say unbelievable because I think as Nick fans, you kind of see, you kind of feel it coming <laughs> it's too. It's believable. Yeah, it's believable, it's, but it's, it's more than frustrating. Yeah, because you thought you're over. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're past you're this. At this when stage, are we right. going to get over this? Mm-hmm. Why do we keep looking in the rearview mirror at this situation? It's rough. Shooters in Connecticut. Shooter, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's up, fellas? The guard was electric tonight. 
It was a great game to watch. Julius Randle, man, that that last fourth quarter, I don't think it was that they were forcing it to him. I think he was done. Like, he had it. He had given everything he had tonight. He left it all on the floor, man. And he just – he had nothing left. And we were kind of exposed, right, to the team that we are. We're a very good team, above average. But we're just missing that other, you know, score in the fourth quarter that's going to help us beat the real teams and get to a championship. And, R.J. Barrett, man, he's got to wake up or it's going to be a quick playoff run for us this year. Well, I say this, Shooter, uh, thanks for the phone call. He didn't play in the fourth quarter. He yeah. hardly played, yeah, so really I can't. You know, I can't really blame him. He he didn't give me. You know, he's been going to the basket, Gordon. That's the thing that's really been yes, good about absolutely. him. He's been taking it to the rack, and once again, it's that length. It's when you know Gobert's up there, and, and you know, you know Prince was on fire, and this kid Boone was was very good too. I mean, the front court was was just. I knew this was going to be a tough one when I saw Prince and McDaniel defending Brunson. And McDaniel's like 6'8". Yeah. And Brunson's 6'1". I'm like, oh, I see what they're doing. And th- and once again, Gordon, this is what you can expect. They're going to put taller people on, on Brunson. And if they don't have length, they're going to double and try to double and take the ball out of his hands. That's the way it's going to be. So somebody else has got to take over the offense or move the basketball or do some other things. So this way you don't run into this. You minimize the situation and you take advantage of the fact by moving the basketball. That's what they got to yep. do. Yep, no question. And you Again, another thing that you would figure by this, you know, this is like the we got 10 games to go here. Yeah. You would figure that that, that message would not need to be uh, brought up again. But yeah. I tell you what, it, <laughs> expect it to happen Wednesday against Miami. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh absolutely. Absolutely. So get ready for it. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? <laughs> That's a great segue considering how I'm in Fort Lauderdale ready to go to that Miami game. <laughs> yes, I am. So what's happening right now is I'm visiting my sister and she just gave uh, birth to a four-month-old and I'm just, you know, ecstatic over here. Hey, and I'm, congratulations, yeah, Uncle so, Jose. Thank you. So my, I am going here doing my DO duties and pretty much putting the baby to sleep. And I watched the game and I'm watching the game. As I told Chantal, I only caught the fourth quarter. So I literally did not see the whole horrible defensive transitions and everything that was going on. But one thing that really broke out to me was I, I know that Hardenstein and Quickly were out there for defensive purposes, but I just did not think that that was the right side to close out the game. And when and I don't mean to bang on Tibbs, but it really stuck out to me when we took the five-point lead and then we kind of gave it back. We should have called a timeout right then in that situation when there was like at least three minutes in the game. I, th- I thought we just let that momentum wave just momentum wave come right back in and they just pretty much put the game out of reach and I was just so annoyed because like you said we thought we should be past this and I don't think it was anything that you know and I and I hate the propaganda that's happened against RJ because now people in the morning are definitely going to go out there and say you know he didn't do his job when he didn't really wasn't given the opportunity especially after he hit that three-pointer I'm just like what are you talking what are people talking about now (laughs) Yeah. But, hey, it is what it is, right? It's a tough one, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. Have fun in Florida. Uh, send some weather back when you come. Um, it's 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 tough because 
this is a game that you you need to win. All right, you need to win this game. You want to, you want to solidify your position. You have nine games left now, and Gordon, it's about as much looking back as it is looking ahead. And you no want question. to make sure you maintain, especially with you having two games. What two of the next three are against Miami? I think it's two I mean, of the next four. Okay, so yeah. those are big know, games. Absolutely, they're huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, because Miami's what? Well, they're four games behind you, but they could pick up two with two wins. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're worried about a team, I, I almost worry about them more than I do the Nets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even though the Nets are closer. Yeah. You're right. There's no question. I mean, they, you have a three and a half game lead over Miami and you've got, uh, cause you are, yeah. Cause they are, tw- the Nets are 12 back. You're nine and a half out of first and Miami is a game behind the net. So Miami could, you know, easily move in. The Nets are, you know, on that roller coaster right now, right? They, they've mm-hmm. got that yep. roller coaster thing going. Win three in a row, lose three yeah, in a row. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it, it's rough for them. Uh, but you know, and and oh, by the way, Ben Simmons didn't play again. Who? I mean, oh, stop. Who? He's still <laughs> I mean, on the team. Yeah, he's still oh, there. Oh, I didn't he's realize. Still there. Uh, and you know, they could, you know, they could really, um, you know, they could really use him at this point. But nevertheless, uh, you know, they, they're just, you know, they're just a couple of games behind. Um, they're just a couple. They're one game well, behind the Nets. Well, the the the, 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 the you know the, the scary thing about the Nets is is when they've lost three in a row because that's generally a sign that they're going to go out and win three in a row. You yeah, know, like right. <laughs> you know they're not going to lose six in a row. No. Mm-mm. So yeah, no. I mean the Knicks. Uh, th- this is a no question about it. The disappointing performance, disappointing loss. This is one that they should have been able to close out, and and you thought at this point that they would have been able to close out, but not to be. Lee's in Manhattan. What's happening, Lee? Gentlemen, how are we doing? We're doing good, Lee. I think we're doing better. You know, you know, I'm going to preach to the choir because nobody, I'm the only one who probably comes on the show and says it. So I'll say it again. First of all, let me say I'm going to get at least my 45 to 47 wins, which Mm -hmm. I've been saying for you know how long. Yes. So we got to win at least. For the last nine, five of the last nine, mm-hmm. in order to, to to reach that goal. Yep. But I want to point out something that I heard during halftime. And that was the interview, I think it was, was it with Dan or was it with Pat, with Dennis D'Agostino, when they talk about the 73 team. Mm. And they brought up the fact that that particular team was a team where they – talked about the intelligence of the players and how they played to each other's strengths, which is what made them so good in winning that 73 championship. Mm -hmm. But what I want to say about tonight, as heartbreaking a loss as it may have been, you always keep hearing me say about Tibbs not utilizing his bench, and I'll be the only one beating that dead horse. You got length on the bench, which is what you needed. So what was wrong with offense, defense, offense, defense? You got Grimes. You got Jericho Sims. You got Deuce, okay? What's wrong with having these people out there if it's not for offensive, defensive purposes? Lee, uh, I understand what you're saying. Thanks for the phone call, my friend. That's just not how Coach Tibbs does it. He just doesn't do it that way. And you don't see a lot of – you do you see it late, Gordon? Uh, the offense defensive thing you see it late in games, 
but but once again, Sims hasn't played in I don't oh, know how long. He has. I just took. I did. Uh, he. I just took a look. He has played three minutes this month. Yeah, he's out of the rotation now. And that was the win against Brooklyn where they blew him out. Yeah, he's out of the rotation. You know, he is a. Here's the here's the thing. You can criticize Tibbs for shortening the bench, but the team has responded to the shortened bench of the nine guys, and he's not going to change. And I understand. Gordon has worked. Right. He's not going to change it. Yeah. I mean, it's a little unfair. It to, is. It's uh, a lot unfair. Yeah. To accept all the, the success that, 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 that his coaching has led to. And then any time that there's a letdown, like it is tonight. And look, it's not like he's like telling the guys, ah, don't worry about the defense. Eh, the defense is no, he's screaming and yelling at them to play defense, but they're not doing it. So it's mm-hmm. a little unfair to, 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 to take all the fruits of the wins and then when the, the losses come in, to blame the coach. Yeah. And even though I know there's a lot of folks who would rather he continue to go deep into the bench, even when they win, he's not doing it. He's and not listen, do it. He, and here's the problem. And he needs to do it when they win, especially on those rare cases when they blow people out. And he still won't pull them out. Nope. He won't <laughs> pull starters out of those no. games. No. They, they almost finished the game. You got, you know, it's almost like college. Like this, this, the bench is standing at the scores table with forty, with a minute left, and you know it's forty some seconds left. And you know why? Why even bother putting them in? And that's what he does. That's that's that's. You him. can't be surprised. I mean, you can't be surprised by that. And he's not changing. And and, and you know what? It's it. I, I we take calls, wins, losses. They've obviously had more wins. I mm-hmm. don't remember anybody calling up after wins saying, you know, they really got to get Sims in here. They really got. They get McBride True. deserves more minutes when they're winning yeah. games. Only Toppin. And you haven't heard people yeah. talking about Toppin no, getting more that, minutes that, yeah, this year that, either. that ship has sailed a long yeah. time ago. Because he's worn them down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not yes. happening. And they like know. Andy Dufresne's rock hammer. Uh, he, they have been worn down to the nub on, uh, on Obi Toppin. They're on done. Obi Gordon, the New York Islanders' 50th anniversary season continues with celebrations and giveaways all season long at the UBS Arena. And we, ESPN New York, wants to make you a part of this historic season. How? Well, enter to win two free tickets to see the Islanders face off against the New Jersey Devils. That's going to be a good one at home on March 27th. Just download the ESPN New York app, scroll down to Contests, and submit your entry. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com and be sure to visit NewYorkIslanders.com for team news, tickets, and more. And be sure to catch every Islanders game live on the Islanders stream, heard only on the ESPN New York app. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. New York app. It's all brought to you by the engagement experts at London Jewelers. Visit London Jewelers today at any of their seven locations, including their newest location at the mall at Short Hills. Full contest rules. Go to ESPNNewYork.com. Wow. Getting ready. Yeah, it's right around the corner. Right down the street. Right down the street. It's ESPN New York tonight. Hardesty and Damer until midnight. Heads back to the phones we go. Trey is in Brooklyn, Texas. He's next on 98.7. Hey, Trey. Good evening, gang. Trey. This is what happens when you avoid of a third score. This is what it looks like. You have a huge you have a huge night by Julius Randle who played lights out. That's you know, that that was a really and I you know I am a big 
get on Julius Randle guy. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, pause. I, I, I do it. I do it a lot. And there was, you know, the only thing I can be, you know, upset about him is that when the game gets tight, we get the spin cycling, turning the ball over. You know, I'm not going to be overly critical about him tonight because I felt like this was more of a coaching thing. A slight, a slight adjustment by Tibbs could have may, may, maybe thwarted this when you know we were up five. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what you could do with that in that situation, but I mean, come on, man. Prince looked like Dominique Wilkins in '88 against the Celtics, man. What are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, he had the night of his life, and yeah. that's one of the problems that the Knicks have is that they you know, like we all we've been saying this for years, man. People come to the Garden to give it to us. They don't come here because of the, the allure of the garden and they want to play here. They want to come and give it whoever it is. When those lights drop down and it gets dark in the crowd and the lights is on that floor, people want to show out, man. Their moms is looking. Their pops is watching. You know, family is looking, especially if they're local. And I felt like they didn't. They never really adjusted to that tonight, man, because me personally, I was like, okay, they'll cool off. First quarter, I said they'll cool off. Second quarter, all right, he'll cool off. Man, that dude stayed hot the whole night. He just did not cool off. And we didn't defensively make any adjustments to throw an extra body at him. I mean, I, don't, I think Gordon said it. His shots were coming off easy, man. Yeah. His shots were coming. Like, nobody was like nobody was sticking this man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Uncle Spike could have hit some of them jumpers. No disrespect. You know, that, that those games like this, rewind, we're going to rewind tonight when we have a game like this in the playoffs, this is the blueprint of what we do not want to see in the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, because you think the phone lines is jacked up tonight on the night for just Minnesota. When we do this against Donovan Mitchell, and we're going to get the Cavs. So when we do this against Donovan Mitchell, let's rewind tonight, man. We got to lock this down for the rest of this week, man. We got a tough tough little hiccup this week, man. We got we to gotta pick this up, man. Can't let this linger. You're right, Trey. Thanks for the phone call. And once again, it's about adjustments, Gordon. You go back, you look at it, and you say, okay, this is what we got to do in this situation. This is what we have to do. We execute and do whatever. That's all you can do. That's all you can that's, do. That's all point. you can do. Yep, absolutely. It's happened now. Over. You got to move on. Yeah. Otherwise, you you got enough to worry about with Miami. Yeah, you can't yeah. allow this to spiral. Nope. And that's the, think, that's the other concern uh, you have, right? Think about how great of a season this has been. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take a lot. For it to go bye bye, right? That's right. You know, if all not. of a sudden you're sitting seven, <laughs> that's uh, yeah. Uh, and look, I don't so think close. that's going to happen. I think they're better than that. I don't think that this is going to have a carryover. They they right. turn the page very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. But if there's and a team that would happen to, <laughs> it's, it's funny because you saw the stat, right? Uh, Miami, the two against Miami and Cleveland. Out of the nine remaining, the only teams that are well going into tonight with ten remaining, those were the only two teams that they faced that's over five hundred. Now you see what's happened to you. You faced Charlotte, and yep. you faced Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You're like, uh, can we get some more? Uh, yeah, but <laughs> we better off more. having playoff teams, right? Really? Can I get some more playoff teams in the, in the schedule, please? I'd rather have that. I would rather have that right now, because it's just you know it's, it's the way it is. They just, they, they just, they just had one of those nights, Gordon, where the guy got hot. They never adjusted to him. They figured he would cool off, like Trey said. He never did. And then they let other people join into the fun. See, if he had just continued like that and they didn't get help from anybody else, it would have been okay. But other people joined in, and that was the issue. They got multiple chances on the boards, and 
You know how the Knicks get all the loose balls and they didn't get the loose yeah. balls like they normally get? It was just one of those nights for them. I, I don't want to stir up the, the Knicks fan because a lot of them feel this way on every single night. I mm-hmm. will say tonight the Knicks did not exactly get a great whistle. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. There was a couple of different, you know, that that um, that yeah. one where it was clear the the um, the Timberwolf play. I can't remember who it was. Like shoved. Bronson. Oh, McDaniel. Yeah, yeah, McDaniel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, forearm. The forearm. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. made. The, he did it all night. Yeah, but that. <laughs> I mean, you had just you had just overturned a call, so you're mm-hmm. you're playing to the the the, the 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 you know the letter of the law. Right. And then right back down the other way. Nah, we didn't see anything. That was fine. Yeah, I mean, Brunson took three steps backwards. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the other thing, Knicks had 16 turnovers. And they don't yeah. turn the basketball over. Not like generally. That. They don't turn it over like that. When we return, we have some unfinished business with the brackets. We'll finish it next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. It's bracket time on ESPN New York Tonight. Hardesty and Damer till midnight. Freddie and Fitzsimmons at the top of the hour. We have instituted the rewatchable movie Brackets and Gordon, the three regions have been out there. We are down to the final region to unveil. Yes, Larry, this is from uh, 90s and beyond movies. Uh, Still a lot of great candidates that have not been named. Are they in the field? Are they out of the field? It is time to find out. And we will begin with the number one, our final number one seed, Mm. which in region number four is... Did you order the code You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. No, he can't handle the truth, but you can handle a few good men as the final number one seed, always on, very rewatchable. That is the number one seed in region number four. It will take on the number 16 seed. I'm known. Forget about it. I'm known all over the world anybody ask anybody about lefty from mulberry street yes he's not fugazi it is of (laughs) course donnie brosco the number 16 seed so that's your first matchup in region number four moving down the bracket the eight verse nine matchup larry this one it's very tough to predict the number Mm. eight seed is help is on the way dear Yes, of course, Mrs. Doubtfire going up against the number nine. I've been in captivity for three months. There are two things I want to do. I want an American cheeseburger, and the other is not what you think. I want you to call for a press conference now. Call for a press conference? Hogan, drive. Cheeseburger first. That, of course, is Iron Man. Only one movie allowed from franchises, so the whole Marvel Universe, very hard to pick just one, Mm -hmm. but we go with Iron Man, Larry, the number nine seed there. So moving on down the bracket, we'll move on to the number five seed. I'm very surprised this is this high up. The number five seed Mm -hmm. is... For instance, tomorrow morning I'll get up nice and early, take a walk down over to the bank and walk in and see, and uh, if you don't have my money for me, I'll 
crack your head wide open in front of everybody in the bank. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, hard to find some clips for these movies, clearly. Um, and if, if styles make fights, this is a very interesting matchup here. The five is Casino. The number 12 is... Why does it say pepper jam when there is no pepper jam? I swear to God, one of these days, I, I, I just kick this piece of out the window. You and me both, man. I think it's lucky I'm not armed. All right, so that is Office Space, the number 12 seed. I can't believe that's as low down as the 12. Moving on, the four seed, Larry, is... You think the FBI are the only ones on this guy? I mean, come on. Come on, he's dabbling in government checks here. I've been following a paper trail on this guy for months now. Hey, you, you mind taking that gun out of my face? Please, really. It makes me nervous. This is some credentials. Yeah, sure. And that, of course... Oh. You want my gun, too? Come over here. Take my gun. That is Catch Me If You Can. Can't have any bigger stars than that. Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio. The number 13 seed is... Oh, what large teeth you have! I mean, 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 white sparkling teeth. I know you probably hear this all the time from your food, but you must bleach or something, because that is one dazzling smile you got there. And do I detect a hint of minty freshness? (laughs) And that, of course, is the number 13 seed, Shrek. Moving down the bracket, the number six seed is... It was bull. The whole rap was a setup. Hand me the keys to your fairy godmother. It was all the cops' fault. You don't put guys like that into a room together. Who knows what can happen? Hand me the keys, you fairy godmother. All right, so we've gone with the uh, the the television broadcast television version of that scene from the usual suspects. It will take on the number eleven. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> uh, great. Can, can we hear it? I'll start with the cover. Picture this. You got. Uh... Yeah, I'm in love. I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it. Buddy, uh, not now. Uh, can you please go back to the. Uh... I'll come visit you in a little while, okay? And that, of course, is Elf on every year around Christmas. Very Mm. rewatchable. The number three seed, Larry. Another one I'm surprised is this high. The number three seed is... They were all smiling. I was smiling too, but I was dying inside. I wanted out, but I couldn't get out of the car. What was I going to say? Let me out? I'm afraid? I'm a chicken? Yes, that, of course, a Bronx tale. Mm -hmm. It'll be going up against the number 14 seed. (laughs) <laughs> no, they didn't. No, 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 they didn't. But you can imagine what it'd be like if they did, right? Huh? Huh? <laughs> Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. No yelling on the box. And that, of course, is Billy Madison. The number seven seed is... I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. Yes, the fugitive. And the number ten is... You want to serve the Commonwealth, this is your chance. We need you, pal. You've already pretended to be a Costigan from South Boston. Every weekend, Sergeant. Perfect. Do it again. Okay, that is The Departed. Very hard to find one of those scenes in that movie for sure that we can play on the radio. (laughs) And then finally, Larry, the number two seed is... Lisa, I don't need this. I swear to God, I do not need this right now, okay? I got a judge that's just aching to throw me in jail. An idiot who wants to fight me for $200. Slaughtered pigs. Giant loud whistles. 
I ain't slept in five days. I got no money, a dress code problem, and a little murder case, which in the balance holds the lives of two innocent kids. Not to mention your biological clock, my career, your life, our marriage. And let me see, what else can we pile on? Yes, of course, my cousin Vinny, and they will be taking on the number 15 seed. What did You're you just, just coming off stupid. I'm coming off as stupid. You're wearing tuxedos to a job that requires you to clean bathrooms. Please leave this office. We're done with this interview. And that, of course, is Step Brothers, the final seed, Larry. Step Brothers. So there you go. Your rewatchable movie bracket. Your final region is now open. Voting on Twitter. And please vote accordingly. At Gordon Damer, at Hardest to ESPN, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Vote early and often, and we'll keep moving on down the line just like they do in the NCAA tournament, Gordon. And I tell you, there's some interesting ones in the – you're right. There's some interesting ones in this region. That 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 8-9 is going to be fascinating to see how that goes. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. And, you know, the thing is, it's if anybody gets it wrong, it's the public. It's not us, Larry. That's we right. got it all right. We did yep. all we could. That's right. And now it's up to them. 1-800-919-3776. Richard's in Manhattan. Hey, Richard, you're next on 98.7. All right, fellas, yeah, you got to blame this loss on uh, Thibodeau. You have to make adjustments. I mean, their two top scorers were out, and you still couldn't win the game. I mean, this isn't a championship team you're playing. This, this was bad. But, you know, it was fun to watch, fun to hear, and, you know, it's just a bad loss. Uh, you know, I was thinking in the tournament now, you have 16 teams left. Four out of the 16 have won it. UConn. Arkansas, UCLA, and by the way, three of the, three of those team, those three teams are in one one region, the West, mm-hmm. and in the uh, East region, East region, you have Michigan State. So it's Michigan State, UConn, Arkansas, and UCLA. The other twelve teams have never won it. What do you guys think? One out of new of the other twelve will win it, or do you guys think one of these four that have won it before would win it? You know, the way this tournament has gone, uh, Richard, I tell you, um, I'm not really sure how to read it right now. I do think that as you get further along, I think that the fact that you've had experience and and you've won it uh, before, I think it does help you from a coaching standpoint. Obviously, and thanks for the phone call, Richard. Obviously, the kids are, are different, right, Gordon? But I do think that from a coaching standpoint, you, you know, you, you feel more comfortable. But let's face it, it's, it's, about, it's about matchups. It's about – you know, we talked earlier about Styles makes fights. Well, that's what is the case here. You know, Styles make fights here. And, and it's about, you know, how you play, what happens, uh, how you match up. Are your guys healthy? Can you – do you have a great shooting night or, or do you have an off shooting night? So there's just too many variables here. But I would lean towards uh, teams who have been there before to have a good shot of winning it again. Alabama to me seems like a, I, not that I'm any expert. It just seems mm-hmm. like they have a very uh, a good path here now. The two seeds gone, the three seeds gone, the four seeds gone. So, um, and I think that they were the number one overall seed going in. Uh, they mm-hmm. certainly have played great so far. So, um, it, it feels like Alabama has a nice path here to uh, to to get to the final four. I yeah. don't know what happens after that, but yeah, I agree. I agree. They they they've played very well. They've played very very well. You know the question, the question becomes, um, 
will they be able to continue or will they run into somebody whose coach can find a way to scheme something that that throws them for a loop that they haven't seen? Because I, I always just feel like sometimes, Gordon, it's you have to be tested. Even yeah. at some point in time, oh, either during absolutely. the season or absolutely. whatever, at some point in time in the you have to be tested. And really, they've just been rolling the basketballs out and playing. They really no have question. not been tested of late. No, so, and they've gone through a lot of you know a lot of off the court stuff too there. So mm -hmm. no question, you know, we'll, it's going to be interesting to see. You're right; they're the number one overall seed, and they have lived up to the billing so far in this tournament. But I'm still waiting, if, and I, I'm not looking at the brackets right now, so I don't have what the seedings and stuff are, so I know who mm -hmm. they would face. But, you know, listen, I, Michigan State, Sparty this time of the year, Gordon, is is always interesting. Sparty is always around. Yeah. <laughs> Izzo well, and Sparty is The beauty of the there. tournament, you know, like the tournament is a great event. It's an exciting event. It's not really a good way to determine who is the best team mm -hmm. because it's one and done, right? Like right. any other any other basketball, you you would play kind of a series of, of games, right? If you yeah. in the NBA, you figure out the playoffs, who's the best team. But it's an exciting event. And and the thing about the tournament is no matter who wins, almost every single year they will have that one game that's coming down to the wire. They gotta get stops. They gotta hit shots down the stretch. Right. They might be losing. They might be down a few points or something like that. So, uh, yeah, it's been pretty easy sailing so far for Alabama, but they will almost certainly have their game as well. I mean, you know, Gordon, they may run into a Toby, Tobin Anderson type team. Right? Our guy. <laughs> Our guy, Larry. I mean, we, I was at a party on Friday night while that game was going on, and peep, I mean, that game was absolutely electric. It was. Uh, they were fantastic. They were uh, hitting shots and, and, you know, talk about upsets. Yeah. You could make the argument that is the greatest upset in the history of the NCAA tournament, a team that really didn't – belong based on the the waves of getting in right it's only because of the fact that the the team that won their conference tournament wasn't eligible so they get in mm -hmm. that way yeah they're the smallest team in the field mm -hmm. they're taking on a team with a with a literal giant i mean the guy is seven I foot five i know um what, what a fantastic Purdue. performance just bloom just got and listen gordon was in the game yesterday Right down to the end. I mean, they only yeah, lost by a couple absolutely. of points. A yeah. couple of baskets. They great right great story. Good for him. Good for those kids. And um, hopefully it's not the last we hear of them. Four wins last year. Yeah, right? What a Four. turnaround. 20 wins, over 20 wins this year. It's amazing. It's amazing. And speaking of college, there's a coach that's on the move. And why aren't we surprised? <laughs> He's kind of done this before. But wait a second. I, I don't have the best memory, Larry. My mm -hmm. wife complains all the time that I don't have the best memory. You never right. remember it. You never listen to what I'm saying, all that type of stuff. Um, but I remember it was not that long ago that Rick Pitino was saying that he was never going to leave Iona. That's right. Never. Never. Never is a never. long time, especially 60? in college basketball. 64 and 22 in three seasons at Iona. And you know what he says? As Joe Leo was trying to get him to stay, I'm sorry, son. I got to go to St. John's. We'll discuss it next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.